Berman Golf Podcast, where we're helping golfers over the age of 60 increase distance off the tee so that they can hit shorter irons into the green. Yeah, baby. You can visit us at BermanGolf.com for more information and get ready. This is going to be a fun one. And we're back on the Long Golf Balls podcast with Berman Golf. My name's Dr. Jake Berman here with my co-host. John Suramak. What's happening, guys? I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. The audio should be much better. We talked about the four pillars of golf. There were the four pillars that make up a good golf game. Those four pillars are mental, strategic, technical, technical and... Physical. Physical. Oh, physical. And the way we left it last time was with our demographic, our 60-plus-year-old golfers, so we compared those four pillars to four tires on a race car. For the race car to get optimal performance, ideally you would have equal and optimal air pressure in all four tires. Exactly. We talked about when we see players play at their peak performance level, when they win tournaments the way they do, usually all of their tires are equally inflated and they're performing at maximum performance levels. Right. And then we use that same analogy for our 60-plus-year-old demographic and said that, generally speaking, if we look at all four of those tires, the tire with the most air pressure is usually the mental tire. Yeah, everything else is pretty much flat. Everything else is, well, not so much. I mean, strategy, right? Because there's there's some guys out there that don't let ego get in the way. and they'll They, put they the, play to their strengths, yeah. Yeah, they'll put the driver away when they should hit a wood instead. So that's good strategy. However, the the most common thing that we see is the tire with the absolute lowest amount of air pressure is the physical tire. It just is. And that's what we're going to talk about more today is why is no attention being placed on the physical? Why is the majority of the attention being placed on the technical? Because of the media, essentially. You go on YouTube and you search and you're going to get 11 billion results on how to improve your golf technique. You go to the Golf Channel, you go to Golf Magazine, you watch the PGA Tour, one of the tournaments on tour, and you just are inundated with commercial mm -hmm. after commercial of techniques and tips I think it's a common misconception that people think that by by focusing or or being hyper, you know, focused on their golf swing, they're going to be able to perf perform better and, and really optimize their game. But that's not true because, as we've seen some, from some of our players, when their coaches ask them to like do a movement or to get into a new position, their bodies are not up to par. And they really cannot get into those positions. You just did it to me this morning. We're out right. on the range this morning. And you're telling me that I'm not getting onto my left side fast enough, fast enough with a wedge shot, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, like so we spent an hour out there, you trying to get me to do it, and I couldn't do it. And that's exactly where we're trying to come in and change the perspective in the game and change how people approach your game because the technical side can only go as far as your physical side goes. So you're going to be limited by your physical abilities. And if you really don't improve the physical side and work on your, your actual body movements, you never be able to do what your coach wants you to do. And you always have a cap on your improvement. So taking care of that physical tire or the physical pillar is, in my opinion, the most important thing you can do as a 60, 50 or 70 year old player. And here's the reason why is because 
what are we trying to do here? Berman golf is all about one thing, and that's increasing distance off the tee. If we can help a 60-plus-year-old golfer increase distance off the tee, that one thing alone has the ability to make the biggest, drastic, positive changes in a 60-plus-year-old's golf game because it completely changes everything. It gives you a much more manageable approach shot because if you can't get off the tee and then it takes you an extra shot to get to the green, you're not getting there in regulation, it pretty much takes birdies out of the equation. And then you're just trying or hoping and praying to get up and down to save par. And how many times can you do that around if you got 14 par fours and fives, right? Yeah, I know if you add wind, rain, or whatever into the equation, those 18-hole rounds are turning into nine-hole rounds because they're going to quit halfway through. It's, it just becomes an impossible situation. Yeah. So again, if we can help people increase distance off the tee, if we can help people gain, well, I keep saying if, we've done it every time. We have a 100% success rate right now. At the time of this recording, we have a 100% success rate with helping golfers increase distance off the tee. Well, let me get specific here. Every single golfer that has come and done one of our golf performance programs one-on-one, either virtually or in person, but it was one-on-one, has gained distance off the tee. 100% success rate. The only times that we haven't had 100% success rate is when we do the group programs because it's just harder. It's harder to do a one-size-fits-all when you're doing a group program, but neither here nor there, coming back full circle, We help golfers gain distance off the tee, specifically 60-plus-year-old golfers gain distance off the tee. And just by doing that, it changes their golf games, completely changes it. Yeah, I think that from what we've seen, even in like the small sessions, like people coming in and gaining 30, 40 yards right off the bat, just, you know, in in seeing their faces and seeing their experience, seeing how everything everything changes really in the dynamics of their body movements is is really incredible and and it's even more incredible when we see the success case of them winning their their Sunday leagues winning the tournaments going out there and performing again and in some cases you know you, you hear the stories where people come tell you like I don't think I will be able to perform and then you know a couple of months later they're winning so it's a very rewarding experience for sure that reminds me of just I think it was just two weeks ago when you first got back down here from UNC Uh, one of our clients, Gary, was in the office and we were hitting the seven iron. We were gaining club head speed, gaining club head speed. But what we're really focusing on was increasing his carry distance with the seven iron. And when we were starting at, in the first thing in the morning, when we were starting, we were averaging 125 yards carry. And after getting him to move his body better, so not focusing on technique, it wasn't a technique thing. This was straight up physical abilities, getting him to physically move his body better. His carry distance moved from 125 consistently to 155 yards consistently. consistently. And some above 160, which was crazy. Yeah. So he gained 35 yards of carry yeah. Carry. Like that's insane with a seven iron in one session yeah. just by using his body better. I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, are you freaking kidding me? It was a it was a huge change from when he came in in the morning, he was very technical. He was I want my like trying to focus on where he was placing his hands or the backswing. We're like, wait a second. We're not, you know, we don't do technical here. We we specialize in biomechanics and body movements. 
We're not going to tell you. We're going to talk about that. And once we actually flipped the switch, got him to actually start focusing on the body movement, on being loose, on, on creating speed, you saw that immediate change from 125 to 135 to 145 to 155. And then you're, he's hitting a couple of times 160 total distance, 175. And we're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, you know, like that's just an insane change. And, you know, 30 minutes of just hitting balls and making that switch and helping him to focus on what really is important, which is moving your body the right way. Yeah. So it's so funny because. I remember it where he was hitting 125 carry consistently and you kept watching him going, Gary, we're going to hit at 150 carry. And he didn't believe you for the first five swings. And then he went up to 135 and you said, all right, just 15 more yards. We're not leaving here until you give me those 15 more yards. And he still didn't really believe you, but he was still starting to get excited. Then he hit it 150, or I'm uh, sorry, 145. Now we're in the 142, 143, and then he started smiling. And goes like, okay, let's do one more adjustment. He was so tense, and you can see the tension all over his body. He, was, he wasn't using his body efficiently, right? So we do a couple more adjustments here and there, try to focus him, get him focused on being loose, and he pops a 155. And he's like, he's like, I can't believe this. What is this sorcery? And I'm like, and I'm like, Gary, you're not leaving here till you give me 160, and you will stay here all day. But we'll get 160. Two shots after that, 160, 179 total distance or 75 total distance. I was Gary. We're not leaving till you give me 170 carry. <laughs> it was fun, and just for complete transparency, I was just trying to look up his age. I don't have his birthday in my phone, but I mean, he's got to be he's he's got to be 70. Yeah, between that 65 75 range. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah, so he's probably 70. Sorry, Gary, if you're listening to this. I don't I don't know how old you are, but I'm I'm guessing he's 70 and we incre- you helped him gain 35 more yards carry on a 7 iron. Like that's yeah. just knuck and futs, right? Yeah. Like that just how do you do that in 1 hour? Well, Burman method. <laughs> that's how you do that. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. So, this is the physical pillar and that's what we wanted to talk a little bit more about today is Again, looking at the race car with a 60-plus-year-old golfer looking at imagining their golf game as four tires on a race car, the tire with the lowest amount of air pressure is 99% of the time the physical tire, the physical pillar. And the tire with the most amount of air pressure, ironically, is the mental pillar, which is the exact opposite of the pros on TV. So one of the things that we did was we decided to focus entirely on the physical pillar because if we could just get a little bit better in the physical pillar because it has the most room for improvement, that has the ability to make the most drastic improvement in a 60-plus-year-old's golf game. And it's really simple. It's not easy. It's really simple. And the way that we're doing it is we're simply increasing power. So if we can get a golfer to hit a golf ball with more power after our intervention than they were doing before the intervention, there's no other option on this planet Earth due to the law of physics other than the ball going farther. Like it's just physically not possible for any other option. If you hit a golf ball with more power, the ball's going to go farther. I did not say more club head speed. I said more power. And that was the biggest shift that I made was when we first started getting into this thing, 
I got caught up in the thought process thinking that if we could just increase club head speed, the ball is going to go farther. And it's not true after the age of 60. And I just couldn't figure it out until one specific example where um, I had a really good golfer come in, 72-year-old scratch golfer, shoot scratch golf all day long. He's been a golfer his whole entire life. And we were working on distance and he could consistently hit his drives 230, 240. Like 240 was a good drive. 230 was a short drive. So I'm sitting here watching him take practice swings in our simulator room without hitting a ball with the driver. And I'm going, oh man, like his swing looks really, really good. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to help this guy until he actually hit a golf ball. And this is what completely changed everything for me. When he's swinging his driver in my office, just imagine it, you know, we're in, we're in an office, so the ceilings are not super high. They're not 12-foot ceilings. His driver was not hitting the ceiling at all. There, it wasn't even close to touching the ceiling. As soon as he hit a golf ball, it changed the trajectory of the club, and he, it immediately ran into the ceiling. I'm like, what the heck happened? We got ceiling tiles and, you know, dust is falling down. I'm going, what the hell just happened? Like that, that's crazy because his practice swings were beautiful and we're not even close to hitting the ceiling. And then he hits a golf ball and he hits the ceiling. I'm like, what the hell? So I was like, I have no idea why that happened. Try it again. Maybe it was just a fluke. The same exact thing happened the second time. As soon as he hit the golf ball, it changed the trajectory of the golf club, shot it more in an upward angle, and he hit the ceiling again. And I'm going, that is freaking crazy. Super long story short, the reason why it was happening was this guy had plenty of club head speed, but he didn't have any power behind the club head speed. So as soon as the club head ran into an object, because there was no power to push through that object, it changed the trajectory. So that's when it completely changed for me. And I'm like, okay, club head speed is irrelevant without power. Specifically after the age of 60, it's different before the age of 40, you know, 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s. You can use so much technique with club head speed that you don't really have to have a whole lot of power. And you can see that with people that are just smaller golfers on tour. You probably can think of somebody off the top of your head where it's just a small golfer, small bodied golfer that can just crush the ball. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch. Uh, without going too far, Cameron Smith, he just won the players. He's, he's, he's a small guy. He pipes it over 300. Easy. Every day, all day. Yeah, because he's got really good technique. Yep. Or is it because of the badass mullet? I think it's a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the mullet. You think it's the mustache? Maybe it's the combination, it's a combination of, of, both. of the mullet yeah. and the mustache. He intimidates yeah. that ball. Yeah. He, he, he looks very different for sure. Yeah. So anyways, to come back to our demographic, the 60 plus year old, we found that the biggest, most significant gains occurred after we increased power in the golf swing. The way you increase power is you use more muscles than you did before, right? It's that simple. Mm-hmm. By using more muscles, you're going to generate more power. It's that simple. It's not easy, but it is that simple. Yeah, you also introduced the concept of consistency, which we don't have before. Most of these players are so 
it's like one of the main problems is they're is they're they're inconsistent. They they don't have that ability to be repetitive. They don't have the ability to get to the same position at the same time always because they don't have the the ability, the strength, or the power in their muscles to actually generate that. You know, so it's it's very different. It's a different, very different type of golf for sure. Yeah, I have a whole chapter in my book, uh, the Berman Method of Golf Performance. If you haven't bought it, go out there and buy it. Or well, actually, you can't go out there and buy it. You have to go to my website, BermanGolf.com, because I don't. I don't think I'm selling it on Amazon. But anyways, I have a whole chapter on this. One of the the main reasons why golfers have inconsistency is because they're using momentum to swing the golf club and not muscles. Muscles creates motor control, motor memory, so it's repeatable. You can do it over and over again. It's the reason why you can close your eyes in the dark and still sign your name and probably write a paper. It might not be online, but you can still write the words. Versus momentum, you're not using muscles, you're using momentum. So it's not reproducible. It's like the way to explain, the way I see it from a, from a golfer's perspective is power versus speed or power versus momentum is you can generate momentum by flicking your wrists or using your hands or using your arms. You can generate that speed. But power, real consistent power, is only created through the big muscles. And it's when you create that torsional uh, force or that centrifugal force that you need to create in order to create that speed and power that's only generated through your big muscles, not the small ones. Which ones? I mean, your core, glutes, and everything in <laughs> between. It. Yeah, those yeah. are the ones, right? Yeah. Those are the most important muscles to generate power in the golf swing is your glutes and your core. Specifically, your right glute, if you're a right-handed golfer, or your left glute for your left-handed golfer, right? Yeah. So using a right-handed golfer, for example, if your right glute and your core is firing, you're automatically, instantaneously going to generate more power, and the ball is going to go farther. It may not go in the right direction, but it is going to go farther. Yeah, you're going to be able to generate a lot more consistency in your delivery of the club head and you're also going to have a lot more power behind it as in like you're going to be able to hit through the ball which is something you don't do if you use your hands and use momentum you don't have that ability to really drive through the ball and that's something that really changes our players in the sense that they can start feeling it's like what what happened with him like a couple with weeks Garrett. ago. Yeah, with he Garrett. was like, "This is a completely different shot." It's like I can't. I feel a different, you know, way of hitting the ball. It's like a different sensation. Of course, it is because you're going from using your hands and momentum to actually using your big muscles and driving through the ball with a lot of power. So it's a completely different golf experience. It's a much easier golf experience. You're working smarter, not dumber, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's it's simple. It's so in the case of Barry, if you want to go straight to his example, he came into the to the session. Gary. Was, Gary. Yep. He came into the session. He was like, I want to put my hands over here. I want my back swing to be like this. I need to feel that I'm here. The amount of mental gymnastics that he was doing during those 15 minutes, and he was hitting literally 125 chunky. 125 carry chunky yeah chunky it was insane it was just it was so many gymnastics going on that you're like hey listen if we can just simplify it if we can just get you to use your big muscles and apply power and get you loose you're gonna hit it 150 160 hell maybe 170 <laughs> the disbelief on his face was incredible but what happened half an hour later literally 30 minutes later 
160, 175 total distance. Completely different. 160 carry. 175 total. Like that's crazy. Just by simplifying going from momentum to power, simplifying the mental gymnastics that go on on your backswing to just being, okay, I'm going to focus on the the important things, which is I'm going to drive through the ball with my big muscles. Everything changes. Everything changes. Everything gets more consistent. And one one of the most challenging things that golf pros and golf coaches have is when a student comes to them for lessons but can't do something consistent, meaning that the ball's going to the left, it's going to the right, it's going thin, it's going thick. It's, you know, there's just no consistency, no rhyme or re- reason to the dispersion of the shots. It's really hard for that coach to make changes because changes usually help certain consistent issues. But when you can get a consistent hook, or a consistent slice, then you can go to one of those coaches and say, I'm consistently doing this. And they can fix that within a handful of sessions at the most versus when you're inconsistent, it takes 10, 20 sessions to get consistent or at least get more consistent before they can actually start fixing the problem. Does that make sense? I think that the way, a simple way to explain it is this way, like, most of the coaches, they have, an, they have an expectation of what their players can do or what they want them to do. I think that a, uh, a great problem that they encounter is when they ask a player to do something. For example, in my case, I used to train with this really good coach from, from the McLean Academy at Doral, one of the top five instructors, and he would, always, he would try to get me into a position with my hips where I had to sit down a little bit. And I just couldn't do it. I could not do it to save my life. And I understood then there that one of the principles of this whole physical pillar is actually you create your swing through first attacking the physical aspect of your body, getting stronger, getting fitter, and being able to use your muscles effectively. And one of the things that we, we teach our players and that we've been able to do is by focus, focusing on those physical attributes or physical abilities and concentrating on the small, on, sorry, on the big muscles and taking away the small muscle from the equation, you create that repetitive consistency you're talking about. And that's something that's more fixable, something that's much more approachable, and it's easier to actually correct if you have a tendency to go somewhere, you know? It's like that one thing, you always want to have one miss. Whether it's left or right, you want to have one because if you're spraying all over the place, you're going to have a bad time on the course. But if you can consistently know that you're going to miss one way, you have a much higher chance of putting good scores on the board. Yeah, so what you just ended there said differently is if you don't know, if you're on the tee with your driver and you don't know if it's going to go left, straight, or right, it's really hard to have a good round. But if you're on that tee box and you know that it's either going to go straight or it's going to go left, then you just take, you just aim to the right side of the fairway. So the worst case scenario, you land on the right side of the fairway. Best case scenario is land on the right. Worst case scenario, you're still in play. Correct. Raph on the left at the most. Correct. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. So you're taking half of the fairway out of the equation is yeah. what you're doing. And that's what that's what the best players do. They have a miss and they know that whatever happens, it's manageable. You know, and that's that's a key to golf. And they do that by using the right muscles. Right. Cool. That was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> So this is like an onion though. I mean, we are just getting started. We've, I've literally written a whole book on this thing. You, we could talk hours on this and we plan on doing that. So we're going to try to keep these podcasts coming out your way. We're going to try to give you as much valuable content as we possibly can. 
please share these podcasts with people that might need it. So it's really hard for me to imagine that anybody listening to this podcast doesn't know another golfer 60 plus that could benefit from this. So share it with them. The Long Golf Balls podcast from Berman Golf. Check us out on the social. Subscribe to us on YouTube. I'm putting out a lot of good content on there. Hopefully you're laughing at some of it. And subscribe to this podcast. And until next time. We'll see you. That was fun. Good job, Jan. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. For more information, please go to BermanGolf.com. That's B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N, BermanGolf.com. And check out a ton of stuff that we have there. Or even better, go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We're even on TikTok. Check us out everywhere. We've got tons of content going out every week. And please give us a thumbs up. Comment on the videos. Let me know what your questions are. Try to shoot holes in this. I'll do whatever I can to help you out the best that I can. Thank you, guys.